0: This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber's your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com slash jobber to receive 20% off your first six months.
1: You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host. Julio Tome. Welcome Lawn Care Nation to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host Julio Tomei and this is episode number 234 entitled Interview with Naylor Tallyferro, aka the Lawn Care Rookie. Well hello everybody and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and of course for those questions and comments and feedback that you guys uh, have been sending through and those all important iTunes reviews. Uh, on that note we had a couple more iTunes reviews uh, this week, so I'm just going to uh, acknowledge those people. The first one comes from the United States. It's a three-star uh, review. Uh, and at first, the name of uh, the user, I couldn't uh, figure out. It kind of looked like it was a bit of a uh, gobbledygook, just a bunch of uh, mixed uh, random letters. But when I looked at it closer, it says all in sort of one word abbreviated. It says, all my nicknames are taken. Uh, and the title uh, says, um, and it says, bro, stop Stop saying, um, you got to stop doing that if you want people to listen to you. So, uh, all my names are taken, uh, appreciate, uh, the feedback. I think I've, uh, touched on this or mentioned it in the past and that is that, uh, I'm aware of the ums, I'm working on it. Hopefully as time goes on and more episodes that I put out, uh, I will get uh, better at it, Uh, but I'm not focused on it uh, because I find that if I try to focus on it, then there becomes a bunch of, uh, awkward silences. Uh, it just makes, uh, the show, uh, less fluid Uh, and, uh, you know, if I were to uh, try to focus on making it perfect, then I'd never get around to actually putting out an episode, uh, because I just, there'd always be something uh, wrong with it. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, put out, uh, do the best I can, uh, put it out there and hopefully over time, as I get, uh, you know, more comfortable at it. Uh, you know, that uh, will start to uh, clear up. But like I say, I'm aware of it and I try to, uh, uh, you know, focus uh, on the topics and value uh, rather than, uh, you know, uh, my speaking uh, skills uh, per se. But, you know, working on it uh, each and every time. I will say though that uh, from all of the comments uh, that I've gotten from people thanking me for all of the value that they find uh, in these episodes, that if you can look past uh, those ums uh, and, uh, you know, listen to uh, the core message uh, that you'll find the value there as well. And it has a, the potential to uh, you know, really uh, help uh, kickstart your business. So uh, thank you very much for uh, leaving uh, that uh, review. Uh, the next one uh, comes from the United States as well. Another f- uh, five-star review. Uh, and this one is from Brian Fullerton from Brian's Lawn Maintenance. Uh, and uh, the title says, Educational and Fun. It says, Great podcast. Great info. Always a good time listening when we're on the mower cutting lawns. Keep up the great work, Julio. So thank you very much to uh, Brian from Brian's Lawn Maintenance for leaving uh, that uh, iTunes uh, review. Really do appreciate uh, Brian and all the support that he's given me in the podcast uh, over the uh, the past a few years a uh, really great guy and for all of you guys listening as i've mentioned before brian's going to be launching his own podcast i believe it's uh, going to be released at the end of this month uh but could be I guess the beginning of next month Uh, he hasn't really uh, said exactly I do know that he's got a ton of episodes already recorded I've gotten a sneak preview and have been able to listen to a bunch of them Uh, and uh, they're great you guys will love them Uh, and uh, you know I believe he's going to be or planning to uh, release three episodes a week once he uh, uh, gets started so going to be a ton of uh, you know uh, content there for you guys to consume as well so thank you for uh, leaving Giving a review, Brian, and uh, to uh, all my nicknames are taken, and uh, thanks to all of you in Long Care Nation who have uh, left reviews in the past as well. So, uh, for this week, uh, we've got another uh, great interview. Uh, this one is a, a two time uh, guest uh, this time around, and it's Naylor Taliferro from. Uh, or, uh, as known uh, by a lot of you guys as the lawn care rookie on YouTube, uh, Naylor is a great guy in the community. Definitely, a, you know, one of the guys that steps up as a leader in this community uh, to help organize events and to, uh, you know, get to, uh, rally the troops, to, so to speak, getting everybody together uh, with those community events and uh, just taking, uh, you know, the whole community uh, forward as a whole uh, and just a pioneer in a lot of the, you know, things that he's been, uh, you know, events and things that he's been uh, trying to do uh, with uh, the community. So uh, we'll uh, look forward to that. But before uh, I get into it, it's time for this week's Jobber Minute. Take it away, Murray.
0: Julio, thank you for having me back on the podcast. Um, So today I really wanted to chat on the topic of working late because you want to versus because you have to. And that's one of the questions we really love to ask a lot of our customers. Are you at a place in your business where you're working late because you want to or because you have to? And the majority of responses are becoming increasingly, yes, because I want to, which means they are streamlining a lot of the the management side of things. And as entrepreneurs, it's, it's pretty easy for business owners to get bombarded with various aspects of the business. Um... And all the other stuff of daily life, family, extracurricular activities, overall well-being. Some of our customers, you know, they like to, to work late into the night when their kids are asleep, while others simply just prefer doing doing that management side of things at night. But the good news is regardless of when people choose to work on the management side of the business, Jobber is making that easier and faster you know, with our software being able to handle everything from quoting and scheduling, job tracking, Invoicing is such a big one that we hear all the time It saves people many, many, many hours uh, a week, which is amazing to hear, which allows them to focus on things that they love, whether that is the marketing side of the business, the social media, um, growing and scaling their business, whatever it is that they love to do, or simply just spending more time with family or spending time um, on themselves and really recharging. So as always we recommend um book a meeting with us we'd love to learn more about your business and and figure out together whether Jobber is going to be a fit for you.
1: So there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. If you want to see what Jobber can do for you and your lawn care business, head on over to LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com forward slash Jobber. Start a free trial and get 20% off your first six months. Okay, so I'm just going to play the podcast announcements and then we'll get into this week's episode in its entirety right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com forward slash contact. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at LawnCareBusinessSuccess. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so I'd like to welcome Naylor Taliaferro to the show, uh, the lawn care rookie, as uh, most of you guys uh, know him. Hey, Naylor, how's it going?
2: Good, good. How's it going, man?
1: I'm doing Hi. uh Really, really good. Thanks again for uh, agreeing to come back onto the show, Uh, just for uh, people that may be new to the podcast, uh, listening. Uh, I originally uh, interviewed you uh, three years ago, I think it was back in 2017, uh, in episode number uh, 83, for those of uh, the audience that are interested in going back and kind of listening uh, at, uh, you know, uh, where you were at that point of time. Um, So yeah, it's... uh, cool to have you back and sort of get a follow-up on uh, how things have been going.
2: Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for the invite, for sure. I, th- I think it's kind of cool when there's someone on a podcast again, I guess, and a lot of time has gone by or just significant changes have happened mm-hmm. since the last time, whether it's, you know, a year or three years. Sometimes there could just be a lot of things that happen in a short amount of time or just a long time goes by and a lot of things, you know, might have changed then. And it's cool to kind of see the different transitions and stuff like that, so. For sure. I appreciate it.
1: Awesome. So maybe um, get people uh, that aren't familiar with uh, who you are uh, and uh, tell us a bit about yourself and your business.
2: Yeah. So um, like like you said, my name's Naylor, but most people, I mean, if you don't know me personally or haven't been following me on social media for a long time, you know, you don't maybe you don't even know my name, but I go by Long Care Rookie. You know, most people know me by Long Care Rookie or LCR mm-hmm. for sure. And I started my lawn care business going on seven years ago now. I was in retail management for over fifteen years and like my life was just getting out of control because all they did was work to the retail slave machine and uh you know, the way the, the way the economy and the world has become, retail is just like all day every day now, right? I mean the, the, mm-hmm. the brick and mortar stores are trying to compete with all the online you know, the e-commerce and all the online shopping. And it's just so hardcore for those people stuck working in those brick and mortar physical locations, because we have to work so much harder, it seems like to make up for it. You know, we have to work longer hours, you know, we're, we're open later. And, you know, it, it all occurred to me, like, it, it got really bad when Thanksgiving wasn't sacred anymore, you had to start mm. working like late Thanksgiving, because the stores were open. Up at like ten or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First it was midnight. Then next year it was ten. And it's, now it's like they're just like open pretty much the whole day on Thanksgiving. In, in some cases, and it's like, all right, well, so much for the. It was like let's let's we have to r- rush Thanksgiving dinner and, and get to work. And now it's well, so much for Thanksgiving dinner, you know. And yeah, it's, yeah. So that that's was when I saw that transition my last few years. And you know, when I started retail in the beginning, I was in college and I didn't really, you know, I didn't. It was single guy in college, no big deal. And I had fun with it. I had leadership skills naturally. People told me so. They, they, I easily got promoted up the ranks to different, you know, responsibilities. And I thought it was cool. And it was a fun thing. It was easy for me to manage people and, and you know fold some clothes and you know give people knowledge of whatever products it was that, that I was that we were selling. And that all seemed natural to me. It was just when I started when I met my wife and we you know we got married and we had kids and started a family. That's when things really started to get a little crazy for me and things needed to change because my priorities shifted. You know, I was going this way and retail was going that way. You know, retail is just like, hey, we want you here all day, every day. And I'm like, but I have a family that I want to spend time with. And the the quality of life just kind of went downhill super quick. And that's when I had to kind of make some drastic decisions. And I always had, ins- I always had, a passion for lawn care, just like in, in my own, my own yard and stuff. I was one of those homeowners that like was okay. down, you know, on the grass, like looking at every blade of grass <laughs> and stuff. And, you know, I bought all the, all the Home Depot books and, you know, all that stuff. And there was really not a lot of information online, you know, 20 something years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the internet was so new. There was Facebook and Farmville and that's about it, you know? <laughs> so it was just like, uh, I, yeah, you remember that? <laughs> yeah. No, oh, yeah. But, so, I mean, there just wasn't, yeah. So no, there wasn't that a whole time lot out there really <laughs> like there is now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I just did a lot of trial and error and learned a lot of stuff on my own and just was became a homeowner that was like the envy of the neighborhood and just loved loved grass. So it just kind of seemed like a natural evolution for me, like. I just kind of got the idea, you know. My mother-in-law said something one time a long time ago, like, "Would you ever do this for a living?" Because she thought it was like, "Oh, it must be so." They went to like the pool one one Saturday afternoon or something, and I'm there mowing the lawn trying to lay down some stripes with my push mower. Mm. She's like, "Oh, this must be, you know, this must be so hard for you. You must be so 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 sad or whatever." And I was like, "No, I love it actually." She's like, "Oh wow, really? Would you do this if someone paid you?" And I was like, "Absolutely." But at that time. This was like 20 something years ago. That mm-hmm. wasn't even a thing. There was landscape companies that would mow your lawn and do all kinds of landscape. But it was kind of like, oh, you've got a landscape company take yeah, care of yeah. you? You know, it wasn't like a thing. And you had to have a big company and it was probably more expensive. Now you fast forward to like seven years ago when I first started my lawn care business. Now you've got guys driving around with a truck and a trailer, sometimes just a truck with a push mower in the back, and they're just making it happen. And And now... Seven years later, now it's like it's like oh, you don't have someone mowing your lawn, you <laughs> know. So it's completely like flipped. Yeah, went from like being like a you know like a, a stigma of like oh, you're just too fancy, you've got to have someone else take care of. Now it's like why don't you have someone take care of your lawn? Mm. Why don't you have someone cleaning your house? Like you need to get have time for your family, the weekends, do all that stuff, and don't worry about that. So now yeah, it's yeah. becoming more of a common thing. So it's grew there's a lot more opportunity for growth and stuff, so I mean, so I thought about this a long time ago, but I never really did anything until about seven years ago when I really got like really, really stressed out and kind of having like a mental breakdown, a little midlife mm-hmm. crisis there with my retail management and quality of life, and decided to just just go all in you know over the winter, quit you know put in my two weeks, take all the money that I never got to from vacation that I never got yeah. to take you know, because, and just use that to help pay the bills for the first few months until spring hit. And then i like did spend all this time, all that time trying to like figure out marketing and, 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 and equipment and just trying to really get, wrap my head around going from a homeowner to a professional lawn care provider and what services I want to offer and all that. And in that I researched a lot right on Google and videos come up with that. And there was some guys making some YouTube videos that some of them are still doing it now. And some of them aren't. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's how it all started for me with social media. I was following their videos, learning from them, getting to know them. And then I want to make a YouTube channel for, I don't even know why it seems like the craziest thing, you know, like, oh yeah, let's start a YouTube channel. You know, like I told my family at dinner one time and they're, they're laughing at me. I'm like, you know, it's just for fun. You know, I just want to interact. It's better than just commenting all the time. Like I want to actually give my perspective because the guys that were making videos at the time they were talking about like kind of like forward thinking stuff like big bigger business stuff mm-hmm. but there was no one talking about like what do you do with you know when this happens on day 1 or or week 2 or your first month or what do you do when it rains and like all this kind of stuff that like no one was really focusing on they're focusing on more bigger picture because they're so far past that in their business but i was a rookie i wanted to know all this brand mm-hmm. new stuff so that's when i was like you know let me just create my own channel, Lawn Care Rookie, and just talk about all the crazy stuff that I deal Mm. with every day, going from a homeowner to a professional lawn care provider and all my ups and downs and whatever I can share to help shorten other people's learning curve after I already struggled through it myself. And then it just kind of blew up from there, right? We all Mm -hmm. created this huge community now that we know um, on social media of so many people making YouTube channels and all kinds of cool events and things. And I've been a pretty good part of all that um, over the years. You know, my channel. My focus hasn't always been like my YouTube channel, social media. It's more just been about connecting with everyone. So I want to uh-huh. always put out that content because it's fun for one thing for me. It's also a, a way for me to connect, you know, it keeps everything relevant, keeps me finding people and people finding me. So that's kind of my thing. I never really focused on like, I want the biggest, baddest YouTube channel or something like that. Like a lot of my peers and mentors have done. I'm just like, I want to just be, I want to be in the conversation so I can continue to work behind the scenes with everyone and keep building this community up and bringing them Mm -hmm. together. So
1: yeah. And keep trying new
2: things and be a (laughs) hashtag rookie rookie for life. Yeah, rookie (laughs) for
1: life. Yeah, so that's, it's a a neat transition because, you know, calling yourself lawn care rookie to start when you're starting a YouTube channel and new in the business makes sense. Obviously, you know, you've been at this for a while now, so uh, you can't be really considered a rookie. Um, But the name still totally fits because in life you're always learning you're always right, right? so uh it's actually a really or you neat, should uh, be anyway yeah you should yeah you should, uh, you should be learning you, there's always somebody uh, better faster stronger you know around the corner and, and you gotta right. you know keep your skills sharp and and just keep moving forward Um, You mentioned there a couple of topics um, like uh, when discussing your uh, time in college uh, and being known for um, uh, having some leadership qualities um, that has definitely Mm. come through. Um, You've stepped up uh, in this uh, lawn care community as a leader uh, for everybody and you've uh, taken it upon yourself um, to keep community events Uh, alive and not only that you've taken them to the next level um so maybe uh, talk a bit about that uh, whole uh, GIE um the rally now like you are uh, uh, synonymous with uh, that uh, uh, mega caverns event um so you know what got you to sort of um you know Take that leadership role to basically, you know, kind of put yourself out there, and and, you know, what made you feel so strongly about it?
2: Well, well, first of all, then thank you for 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 the compliment. Um, That's not something that that I take very well. Like I've always been hard on myself, and it's always. I think that happens with a lot of us. I've met a lot of people Mm -hmm. like that. I'm really good at giving compliments, but I'm not as good as receiving them. Like someone says, Mm -hmm. "Oh, you did a good job," or this, and I'm always like yeah, well, it could have been better. Uh, I mean, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Like, And, you know, some smart, some wise people in my life have just been like, you know what, just say thank you and mm-hmm. let it be, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like, like, like they're complimenting me and I'm like going on this whole long rant about, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, like either I'm tooting my own horn, which happens mm-hmm. every now and again, or I'm just like, really like, you know, bashing myself. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm really, it's really not all that great or I could or, be better. And they're yeah. like, they're like in the middle of the compliment and they're
1: like, yeah. just say, <laughs> just you. you're, your. Uh, you. I think okay. most people find Not they're the, you're your you're own, own worst, worst enemy. enemy. Right. It's yeah, like, uh, exactly. you'll get, you'll yeah. get a hater and you know, it hurts a little bit, but then most of the time you'll be like, you know, I'll step back and be like, dude, if you only knew how I treat myself in my mind, that's know, like nothing. Exactly. Like that's like, that's nothing right. right? You'll never right. be harder on me than me. Right. Right.
2: <laughs> Yeah. I think Eminem says that a lot in his songs. Like you, there's like, there's nothing you, you know, can say like i'm harder on myself than you ever can be i mean just imagine mm-hmm. the stuff that he says about other people <laughs> imagine yeah, yeah, how bad yeah. he is to himself yeah
1: yeah you
2: know? so there's nothing yes. anyone can say to him you know that's going to be any worse so
1: so what made you um take that like decide to just go out there because especially in the beginning um when you first start taking on that role of uh you know keeping that um uh, the rally going um you were fairly new into this and you know uh, new into the you know at the, at least when um, like I was interviewing you that last time, so you would have been in the business about three years and stuff. You were really right. the rookie, right, out there, right. and yeah. uh, and then here you are trying to get everybody together, and it must have felt really intimidating with guys that are been around for years and and stuff like that. So like, yeah, yeah, speak to to that a bit. Yeah, it it it
2: it, it kind of was. Yeah, it kind of was a little bit intimidating um, just in in that kind of regard as far as like, oh, you know, my channel was never really the big bad channel. You know, I wasn't like the super awesome vlogger and and entertainer and, you know, and, and super, you know, 20 years of knowledge. I mean, there's such a good mix of people yeah. in this community making great content um, and especially the ones that can combine all that together, be knowledgeable and entertaining, you know, hashtag uh, Stanley dirt monkey genetic, you know, mm-hmm. and then they just blow up, you know, yeah, yeah. but there's all everybody else all in between there too. And then a lot of new people coming up. So, you know, I tried not to, you know, I struggled with that for, for a while, you know, in, in, internally, but like, I tried to not focus on that and just focus on, you know, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm a rookie at, you know, lawn care still, you know, I'm just kind of coming out of, I guess, my rookie rookiness, you know, with lawn care going into the third mm-hmm. year, whatever it might've been at that time. And I'm still kind of a rookie at YouTube and, and social media. You know, I don't have a huge, a huge following, but I have enough of following that all the people that mattered at that time. Obviously, my peers and mentors knew who I was, and a large portion of the loyal community, the loyal followers, mm-hmm. uh, even even new people popping on, you know, were just would discover me. And then all of the people that were with me from the beginning. So it's like everyone that mattered knew who I was. Obviously, there wasn't twenty thousand plus people that, that necessarily knew who I was at that time. But I, I knew that what I was the best at was bringing people together, like. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that at that time, I, I thought I was the best leader. I just, I just knew that I had, because all my retail management life, which is probably why people selected me to do all this stuff all the time. People just always kind of gravitate to me like a magnet. Like okay. and I can go somewhere for the first time with my wife. Like she's, she's got a work event or we go what wherever with some friends or something into a restaurant and I'm over here just trying to like mind my own business, like mm-hmm. in the corner or something. And all the husbands just like gravitate over to me and they just start talking to me. Like I don't go talk to them. Not that I'm trying to be not I'm trying to be rude or anything, but I'm a natural introverted person. Mm. But through social media, I was I've I've developed an extroverted side of myself. So there's extroverted introverts. So like you know, it's kinda of, kinda of like you put on your stage hat and you you kind of you know focus on being yeah. extroverted in those moments. And then when you come home, you're like, all right, I need a out. you know, I need to take a yeah. nap or something kind of recharge from all that energy that you put out there because it's not natural for you like an extroverted person where they're just constantly feeding off everybody else's energy because they're super high energy and all that so I'm naturally quiet and reserved but people always come to me you know especially extroverted people they want my energy so they're just mm-hmm. constantly coming to me and talking to me a million miles an hour and I'm like yeah 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 but I'm super calm so it kind of helps even them out a lot so mm-hmm. I've just picked up on a lot of things like that and I've read a lot of books about stuff like that too and done a lot of things to kind of get my mind straight after the whole retail craziness and kind of come into a breakdown and then starting over with lawn care and all that. It seemed great, but I was still struggling with that transition, you know, mentally and emotionally and trying to make sure that I was successful for my family, for bills and, 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 and our life goals. But I I, I always had a, a knack for, for people always coming to me and me bringing people together. I could find the right people, put them together, build great teams, utilize everyone's strengths and weaknesses, and mm-hmm. just direct them in the right way. So that's just kind of like a natural thing that I've always had. And I never really did much with it. So until until now, until then, you know, however many yeah. years ago that was, three or four years ago, and I was just like, you know, that's something that I'm really good at. So let me just run with it. You know, like, let me just take on this leadership role. I've been a leader my whole life, you know, by default, you know, I've been paid to be a leader, you know, in management stuff, but I also have those natural qualities. So let me just go with it. So that's, I just focused on that and not how I was still kind of a rookie with lawn care and still, you know, kind of a rookie with social media, or at least just didn't have a huge following because that doesn't necessarily qualify anything. It just means that you can have a bigger reach, a bigger impact, you know, like you can get more people mm-hmm. to possibly come to an event and stuff because you have more people watching, but it doesn't make you a better leader or a worse leader than anyone else. It doesn't make you, you know, anything other than just you have a bigger following. It's up to you, you know, yeah. to do whatever you want to do with that. So I utilize my, you know, a couple thousand followers at the time and and I networked with all of my peers and mentors and together we could grow this community and that's that's where you know through my leadership and just trying to say hey i think we should do this hey i'm going to do this you know and everyone just kind of fall fall right 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 along with me because we Mm -hmm. were all on the same page it was the same kind of general theme and early on in the community the first time i went to the gie expo you know the place where we all go and hang out for those of you that don't know anything about it, it's in louisville Kentucky. Every year, it's one of the biggest trade shows in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's probably the most favored because it's a good, a warmer time of year so you can go outside and there's tons and tons of acres for you to demo everything. <laughs> it's insanity. Want, use chainsaws, whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah. Plus, there's the indoor showroom, which pretty much mm-hmm. every trade show at least has that. But yeah. here, the GIE, you have both. So yeah. that's what why it's such a big deal. And Louisville is a really cool place. The more you go, the more you can explore. And there's a lot there. It's it's a really nice city. A lot a lot a lot to do. If you bring your family, you can do stuff too, like the zoo and all that. The Mega Caverns, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff there. But uh, so I mean, the first time I went there really hit me when we got together as a community. And then it was maybe it was like maybe fifty fifty to seventy five people that were there. And I met some of the the first time YouTubers that I I subscribed to. I met them in person for the first time. And, it was really cool. I was both a fan and then I had my own fans because I had a, a, a you know, a new channel too. And people were like, hey, mm-hmm. hey, rookie, you know, yeah, let yeah, me yeah. buy you a drink and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, it's coming at me from every angle. So it really meant a lot to me. And two different people came up to me separately that night um, when we all got together at the first ever meetup um, before it was ever at the Mega Caverns. It was just at the pizza place down the street from the from the expo. And like, you know, maybe 50 to 75 of us showed up um, and and two separate people came up to me separately, you know, different times. And they they shook my hand and thanked me for providing content, you know, for telling my story on Mm -hmm. YouTube and helping them get through whatever they were being through. One of them left their corporate life like I did to start landscaping and they never looked back. And another one, you know, this was just kind of all that they knew. Um, they just had different odd jobs, but long care was something they really liked and, and they were struggling with it. But a lot of things I talked about and did kind of helped inspire them in addition to a lot of other guys making content. And, and that really struck me at that moment. That's because I was like, wow, until then it was just like me putting out YouTube videos, sharing my trials and tribulations, having a little bit of fun along the way and not really not really understanding if or how it impacted people. Yeah. People commented and they liked stuff, right? You know, you see little likes on your video and people would comment like cool video mm-hmm. or something, but like it, it just didn't really become that personal and yeah. that like impactful until mm-hmm. you have people physically walk up to you and shake mm-hmm. your hand and tell them their personal, tell you their personal story. Yeah. And it was at that moment that I almost became, I felt a passion inside me an obligation to utilize my natural ability to lead people, to bring people together yeah, yeah. and lead them. And that's when I just decided to just go for it. And the next yeah, yeah. year, the next year I created a Facebook group, Road to the GIE. That's mm-hmm. a pretty popular group now over the years because I wanted to streamline communication because this YouTube guy would say one thing, another one saying, say another. And then you have, you know, they do something, yeah, Instagram yeah. and Facebook. And there'd just be information overload all spread out. And somebody might just kind of miss out on that. They might like mm. they might slip through the cracks and not know that B&B Lawn Care is going to be here or there, or Keith Kelpus mm. is going to be here or there, or Top Notch can't even make it this year, and they're looking for him the whole time. You know, yeah, like yeah. all that stuff. And I'm just like, man, this is crazy. There's got to be a way we can streamline this. So you know, Facebook was still Facebook, and it had come a lot longer way since then. But they had Facebook groups, you know, at that mm-hmm. point. And I'm like, let me try this whole this whole Facebook group thing. And and i created that facebook group and then just got everyone that i could on there like as far as all, all the influencers everyone on youtube instagram facebook and all of my followers their followers and we just kept sharing it and going on the like the lawn care facebook groups and sharing it a little bit and get people to come over and now we've got almost 2000 people on there just for gie like it's not a typical facebook group where we just talk about lawn care it's only gie like mm-hmm. we we're very strict with it like we only when you get a notification We want you to go on there and look at it because you know it has something to do with the GIE, whether someone has a question or some cool, exciting news or something's changed or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that's going to hopefully help somebody that's going or wants to go might help help sway them one way or the other, you know, give them discounts, um, hotel, uh, you know, suggestions, Airbnb, all this stuff, networking events and so on and so forth. So it's become a great one-stop shop, which is what I wanted for the GIE and and just like kind of a slice of the community Mm -hmm. because we all get together now at the GIE. So we can just hang out and and meet each other sometimes for the first time in person and and just, just also obviously look at the equipment and maybe look at for our business and things like that, but it's Mm -hmm. a huge networking thing. So the group started, you know, that next year and more and more people came to the, the restaurant meetup because I had made an event and, and advertised it and had the location and the date and times. It just made it more organized instead of just every random people talking about it on their channel. So that it was just right there. And then it just like blew up. We had like a hundred something people show up and there was no room at the mm-hmm. pizza place. They had indoor outdoor seating. People were in the parking lot. People were down the up and down the sidewalk. People couldn't park. People weren't coming because they freaked out and didn't know what yeah. to do. How do I, how do I get in? Like what's going on with this? I, I heard that so many times personally and other uh, YouTube guys were telling me that. And I was just like, Oh man, we need a bigger place. Like this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then I started net. <laughs> yeah. And then I started networking with some of the brands to see if they could sponsor. Um, Cause right around that time, they were starting these ambassador programs. And mm-hmm. Echo was really one of the pioneers of that. And the brand started, getting interested in that we took hold of that and said, Well what what can we do with this together? And and that's how the mega caverns was born because I had to look for a venue that could hold all of us that was still mm-hmm. kind of cool and unique. I didn't want us to be in like a hotel conference center. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted it to still be like a cool, organic, natural feel. And the mega caverns was like a slam dunk. You know, I was mm-hmm. still scared, like nervous. Is everyone gonna like it? Like what's gonna yeah, happen? Yeah, yeah. Like I just want to take I wanted to take the pizza place and just make it bigger, you know? Yeah. yeah. But there was there was no such thing. There's no restaurants or anything yeah. big enough for that. It has to be like a unique venue, like a a golf club or or a, mm-hmm. a you know, country club, a hotel conference room, and all those things just didn't seem appealing until I saw the Mega Caverns. So and you got the mm-hmm. ropes course, you know, room, and you can you use the ropes course. You know, you get get it catered, and so the sponsors paid for all that, so it's free for everybody. You just have to pay for your alcohol, your drinks. Yeah, you know, it's a cash bar, and that's it. And over the years, that's grown tremendously from like mm-hmm. three hundred to six hundred in three years. So last year we had six hundred people show up, and it was just, I, I had had two rooms yeah. last year because it was we just keep growing and expanding all over the cave. We're taking yeah, over yeah. the whole corner of of the yeah. cavern. So it's 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 been pretty cool. And and obviously because of all of that, I've gotten involved in so many more things, social media wise. And I created LCR Media there um, because I. I you know, I, I wanted to make sure that I could separate things. Like I didn't want, you know, um, sponsorship money, like checks to be going into my lawn care business. Yes. And then I'm paying, you know, venues and caterers and all that. Like, it's just a, that's just like an accounting nightmare. So I wanted to have like a, a separate business entity and then just start branding that and see what I could do with that. And like mm-hmm. LCR media just popped in my head immediately. I'm like, well, that's lawn care rookie. That's let's, let's yeah, yeah. it. It perfect <laughs> sense. And yeah. to look you know, it just made. They just came to me, and then I got the logo made in Fiverr real quick, and because uh, that was a hot thing at the time. And I was like, "All right, I got this cool brand, this logo. What do I do with it now?" You know. So <laughs> since then, I've been I've been backwards. I've been filling it in. Like, all right, well, what do we do with LCR Media? How do we make How do we make a good you know impact in this community? And how yeah. do we keep growing the community through LCR Media? And that's you know where I've been doing different things, working with the GIE Expo themselves, and doing mm-hmm. things because of all the stuff I've done. Obviously, all, they all know who I am, and they invited me to speak at their annual conference last year up in uh, Salt Lake or uh, on Park City, Utah. And uh, I spoke in front of all of the presidents and CEOs and VPs of all the companies: Toro, Echoes, Steel, wow. everybody that you would ever think of, and a lot of companies I never even heard of that are kind of like manufacturers, and they're like they they have they make stuff that you use every day, like mm-hmm. on a mower, for example. But you would never yeah. know that they some existed.
1: component, yeah. like a
2: million dollar companies, you know, yeah. that, you know they, they were there. So it was a great networking thing for me because I got to meet a lot of people and all the CEOs and get business cards and shake hands. And I got a ton of people requesting to follow me on Facebook and all that. But the most important thing was I was able to share my story and talk about how important social media is and mm-hmm. influencer marketing and how to connect with us and, and build their own community. And, yeah, yeah. you know, sequentially more, more ambassador programs popped up after that speech yeah, yeah. all of a sudden. And, um, you know, so it was, it was, it was pretty cool. And that's what they wanted me to do was to, you know, GIE saw it. They were like, man, this is crazy. They went to the mega caverns for the first time, like mm-hmm. announced. And they were just like, what is happening? How did they get 300 people here? like like how is this even a thing you know what i mean like it's more than just like texting people or calling like yeah, hey you know get 10 people together to meet up at a restaurant or 20 people are, this is like you know street yeah. live type stuff we have 300 people in this cave like yeah, what's yeah. going on so they were blown away and then they, they found out you know someone pointed them over to me and that's how the whole relationship started And over the years they were like you know wow like you you know this you you need to help hope these big companies, these big brands that mm-hmm. don't really get it yet yeah, help yeah. explain it to them and, sh- and show them. And I had slides mm-hmm. and all kinds of facts and all kinds of cool stuff and really opened all their eyes. And the whole, I was there for like two days, a two day thing. And everybody kept saying, Oh, great time. Great speech. Oh, wow. That was awesome. And you know, you really, you really helped shed some light on all this. And I would sit down with them. They'd ask me questions about social media and how can we get involved in that? And what kind of influencer? you know, what, what does this even mean? And mm-hmm. so it, it was a good time. So a lot has happened just yes. because of me trying to help bring the community together yeah. and, and become a leader in the community.
1: So it's been yeah. a That's good time awesome. though. Yeah, it's awesome. There's so many uh, great talking points from uh, uh, that, uh, you know, one of the things that you reminded me of last year was my first GIE that I went to. And one of the things that I wanted to do that I forgot to do when I was there was I wanted to, find that pleasure rich pizza and just take a picture in front of it because that's where yeah, that yeah. all began right and i totally forgot yeah, to, yeah. forgot to do that oh, it's not, um, not even
2: pleasure rich pizza anymore anyway oh, so you didn't oh, know okay. it's something oh. totally different a whole oh, bunch okay. of us have gone, went there last year separately and we were yeah, like, yeah. like nostalgically like stalking it like my hotel was right down the street so i passed it every day and, and it was like really kind of depressing because it was oh. like totally different. It's like, oh, they like okay. this new ownership and everything and yeah, you know, yeah. the building's still there, but it's like all different. We're like, oh, yeah. man. But it, but it was crazy though, because we're like, man, can you believe we were all here in this tiny... It looks so small now mm. in comparison to what we remembered it being, you know? It's
1: crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. And I can, I can totally relate to your uh, story about, um, you know, when you were there for that first time. And, you know, you had a couple people come up to you and, and talk to you and stuff. And my experience uh, at GIE last year was uh, very similar. Uh, having people uh, messaging me wanting to, they're like, oh, you're here. Like, I want to meet you and, and stuff. And um, uh, this one guy came up to me and it, that was the, probably the time because I had throughout the, the couple of days people, you know, coming and saying hi and thanking me and stuff. But this one guy uh, talked to me and just the tone of his voice, his voice was like quivering when he was talking to me. So I could tell he was really nervous to be talking to me. And mm-hmm. he, he looked like he was uh, almost going to start crying. Uh, just wow. saying how, how much the podcast has helped and and changed his life and his business and stuff. And that's when it hit for me that I was like, wow, because you get emails right. from people I'm sort of secluded here on the West coast of Canada and stuff. Right. So you get some emails, you get, uh, you know, uh, their podcast reviews and stuff, but when you're face to face with somebody like that telling you that that's when it's like, wow, like that really, right. yeah. it's home. Like this is exactly. really making an impact on people. Right. Exactly. Um, so exactly. totally, um, uh, you know, can relate uh, with you on that. Um, now, another neat uh, thing on the legacy that you've kind of um, helped carry on from those original days with of Ridge Pizza and uh, what Geek the Freak started um, and, and yeah. taking it because somebody like me sitting uh, on the West Coast of Canada, like I say, um, I had never even heard of GIE. Um, and it was you know watching you guys and watching your coverage of this event that you know got me excited right and and got people that uh, listened to me and my podcast to reach out saying when are you' coming like you have to come, we want to meet you, you want a thing right so that 's what kind of put me uh, over the edge to come uh, do it because of all the guys uh, who went before me and were doing it, and what I found found really interesting was when I was there walking around with my camera in my hand I actually had people from booths asking me they'd see me filming something and they'd be asking I'd be like walking by and they're like what are you doing I said I was just filming for my YouTube channel and they're like well why don't you come film our booth right and you know I oh yeah Yeah. sure like I'll I'll film your booth I'll I'll interview you and then (laughs) I had another another person say I just want to he like, pulled me aside and said, I just want to thank you. He said, uh, if it wasn't for you guys walking around with your cameras, he said, five years ago, this uh, trade show was dead. There was nobody here. He says, it's you YouTubers exactly. that have totally. Exactly. Uh, and he says, and this year they like broke attendance records. And he says, it's all because yeah. of you guys. So he says, I just personally want to thank you. <laughs> he says, I, anybody I see walking around with the camera, wow. I'm just thanking them. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's awesome. Like what a what I mean, an and that's a total
2: shit that's a total shift because like like you said like five years ago when when there was no with cameras and it was dead the few of us myself included walking around I just had a little GoPro at the time you know I didn't have yeah. a big old fancy DSLR like some of the other guys at the yeah, time yeah. you know with the bigger channels and stuff but like I still was in the same boat as them. We're walking around with our cameras and everyone's looking at us with these like evil eyes and like, what's up mm. with these guys with cameras? Like what the heck is that? Who yeah, are yeah. These, these guys? Yeah, like, yeah. Are they even in lawn care? Like it yeah, was just yeah. like a totally different vibe. Like they didn't want us filming anything Yeah, like, yeah. like spies or something. Yeah, I remember seeing that secrets and bringing back to, to another yeah, country yeah. somewhere. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it
1: was
2: just crazy. Yeah. And I was blown away. Like, don't you want us to advertise your stuff? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, like Yeah. You, you, you should be paying us to be on our <laughs> videos. You know, well, yeah, yeah. how funny is that? Five yeah, years later, now yeah. we're getting paid to yeah, spend yeah. some time in a booth or, you know, talk about a brand yeah, yeah. or whatever. It's like, Oh wow. Look at how quickly times change when they see the transition. And now everyone and their mother literally is coming to the GIE. Yeah. And they've all got cameras. Yeah. Yeah. was in, you no, know, it's it was last. Ellie, um, one of the uh, raffle winners was uh, a mom, and she huh? she brought her two sons with her, and it was like amazing. I was like, man, what an awesome moment! Like in the midst of all the craziness, right? I'm not re- recording that or anything. There was some pictures and stuff that I've seen around, but like like I want to talk to them separately after the fact, which I did a little bit. But it, you know, like I I wish I could have made more of like a like a video or something. But again, mm-hmm. I I want to respect people's privacy, but. My point is it was just like, man, how far we've come that like this mother brought her kids from like Iowa or something, literally. I think it was like one of those, because you know, they they look like very rural, like not really like, you know, they're not like all flashy, like with mm-hmm. all the cool gear and all that just like very, very humble family, you know, two yeah. humble boys with their humble mom, probably very proud mom, and they have a lawn care business in Iowa or somewhere in, in, in that kind of area, that kind of state. And they, they just came to the GIE because they somehow stumbled upon this community. You know, they Mm. probably followed Brian's law maintenance and everybody else that's blowing the game, you know, and putting out tons of cool content. And they're like, Oh man, I want to meet them and them and them. And they are super quiet and, and, and really, you know, grateful. And, um, but like, I just find that so awesome that like we've come so far, you know, from in in a relatively short amount of time. I mean, you know, five, six years is, is not a long time. Uh, but yeah, like that's just to your point. Like that guy was saying like, because like no one really got it back then and it took us yeah, yeah. to like forcefully and awkwardly push through all of that stigma and just, mm-hmm. keep, you know, vlogging for you guys. Cause we thought it was cool. We thought that place was cool. And we wanted to share it. We wanted to keep having good content on our channels and get together with each other. And we just had a good time. We didn't really care anymore. Like when we all got together, we didn't even care about what everybody else was thinking. We cared about what you guys were thinking and what we thought. And that was it. We didn't care about these booth people. We're like, whatever. You know, we're going to do what we're going to do. And that's it. You kick us out. We'll go to another booth we weren't doing anything wrong. We were just trying to film stuff. Yeah, yeah. Freaked out at that. Now it's a totally different story. Now you got yeah. little kids come in, bringing their dads with the, you know, like a whole new it's insane. You see the, the yeah. next generations, the next generations of the industry are are, 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 are all, you know, going to, and they're all on social media because that's the future. So,
1: yeah, yeah, no, it's totally, uh, especially for somebody like me, who's, you know, started out with sharing on a podcast and, Slowly transitioning and, and trying to do some YouTube stuff over the years and get that. and But being very shy and introverted and kind of taking those baby steps in my own personal growth. Um, GIE was a huge uh, leap forward for me because of the groundwork that you guys have laid before me with your cameras walking around that it. it's it's accepted. So I was, you know, with my DSLR all Casey Niastat like walking my camera yeah, in front. I right. didn't care who was around me, you know, walking up and down aisles and and thing and just, you know, uh Going up and, and the confidence to go up to somebody like uh, Ed Wright or something and going, hey, you want to do an interview right. on camera? And, right. and and you know and yeah. it was just like, it was awesome, right? It was so much fun yeah. to just go from booth to booth yeah. and, and talk to people and learn about their products and, and try to bring that value to the audience that, that can't go and can't see that stuff. And right. uh, yes, yeah, right. so it was just a very, very uh, new yeah, experience. That was
2: the other... That was the other thing. Yeah, that was the other thing of why I also wanted to create that group is because there was a lot of people that were like, such as yourself, that weren't even in the States, you know, totally yeah. different country. There's people in UK and Australia, John Ryan over there in yeah. Ireland, you know, has been wanting to come for years, right? He's one of the OGs of the community too. Yeah. And, um, you know, so like, I, that's another reason why I created the group so they could see they could, they could watch, you know, through there. Like, so they didn't have to necessarily wait for us to edit a video a couple of days later, a week later. Uh, like I had to wait before I went, like the first year I didn't go. Like the very first year, like geek to freak yeah. went and there was like maybe like a dozen people there, like mm-hmm. geek freak Spencer's lawn care, Keith Kelfis. And that was it. Like there was no, there was no top notch, no stand genetic, no, mm-hmm. no B and B, no me. No, there was like a whole bunch of people that didn't go in addition to a whole bunch of, you know, the community that didn't yeah. go. And But we just had to wait and watch it, you know, on their video. We couldn't wait for them to, like, hurry up and upload their videos, like, a week or so <laughs> later, you know. And I'm like, man, how do we shorten this? How do we make this faster? And Periscope had just come out. And I was like, mm-hmm. this would be awesome to live broadcast from the GIE. Mm-hmm. That would be sweet. And then people could, like, literally feel like they're right there. Because on yeah, Periscope, yeah. it was live streaming. They could type yeah, in a yeah. question. Hey, can you show us the John Deere booth? Mm. And I would go over and, and I would show all the cool new John Deere stuff. People would just get all pumped up. It was like they were there, you know? I mean, it, so, and I was like streaming like crazy on Periscope, you know? Uh, at the time, there wasn't a whole, like, I think everyone else got overwhelmed by it, but, so they weren't really like, like Blake wasn't really doing too many Periscopes or whatever, but like, that was just the thing that I was trying to do. And then, and and also posting stuff in the Facebook group you know, and showing pictures and stuff. And then, you know, Facebook came out with Facebook Live. So, you know, like the following year, jumping on the whole live streaming bandwagon, Periscope kind of faded away and Facebook and some of these other platforms took over with the live streaming. So then we started doing Facebook Lives on the group and all that was just another way, not only to streamline communication so people know when and where to go to meet whoever and what to do and best deals for this, best restaurants, best hotels, Mm -hmm. but also for the people that couldn't go to just watch and just you know just be a viewer, a voyeur, a look in you know that that first person look of like what's going on at the expo, and hopefully get them pumped and they can start planning for some year for them to finally come. And 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 like yeah, like yeah. you, you probably feel like felt like you it was just like you were kind of meeting a long lost friend or something, yeah, yeah. which was the GIE. Cause he saw yeah. it so much. Yeah. yeah. Now you're just finally there and you're like, Hey, it's great to finally meet you, you know, Yeah, yeah. as well as all the people that yeah. the
1: I, I told my, uh, I told my wife, uh, there's only one problem with me going. And she's like, what's that? I said that I'm going to want to go every year after. That. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I said, right. It's going to yeah. be so, so much fun. Go. Right. So, um, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, totally shown like how much it's grown, and and this last year uh, is a case in point with um, those that run GIE uh, in the fact that they uh, uh, let you guys in and basically provided a room to do that influencer panel. Um, so that's something yes, that five years yeah. ago they'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah, here exactly. here's our rate sheet on uh, what it will cost you to rent a room if you want to do whatever crazy thing you want to right. do. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and, but and not, with it uh, was all
3: for free. They paid. Yeah, for it.
1: Yeah, and they part apparently um, helped sponsor the Echo Means Business social media lounge, partly uh, as right. well too. So that's a huge like in five years, like you're saying, right? From back then to now, yeah. You know they're they're getting it um, on on the impact, right? These YouTubers and and people just sh- online, right? Sharing uh, every day, regular people sharing online right. about uh, what they're doing and stuff. Um, so talk about a, a bit about, um, yeah. uh, that influencer panel and, uh, cause it was a, uh, pretty, uh, tremendous success from all accounts.
2: Yeah, it was, it was, it was the, the, uh, as Paul Jameson would say the the inaugural, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, YouTube live panel, but, uh, it was just, a, just another first, another, you know, rookie for life moment where yeah, know, yeah. I, I'm always looking for ways to bring people together. Like the GIE is just becoming like, I'm becoming like, I guess like the GIE guy, but, it's just a great place to keep bringing people together because so mm-hmm. many people go there. It's such a great, it's a great reason to go somewhere. Right. I mean, it's like you can, we can do local meetups. Like a lot of guys now, a lot of the guys on YouTube will have, you know, they just start getting to know people in their area because they'll like stop them or say, Hey, or they yeah, stand yeah. At the dealership or whatever, something cool. Or they'll just like reach out to them online and be like, Hey man, I'm I live right, you know, right in the town next door. It'd be cool if we got together sometime and, you know, they'll do things like, hey, let's meet up at Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, uh, next Saturday or whatever. 10 or 20 people will show up or something. So that's one thing, you know, because that's easy. But when you're talking about like leaving work, these, all the, everyone has their own business or works for another business. So, I mean, they all have to work. So when, you, when you're talking about leaving work, to, and flying, paying, and all this stuff to go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's a big investment, a big time commitment, and a financial commitment. It's not like you can do that anytime you feel like it. And if there's one thing, one time, one place to do it, it's at the GIE. So it's just yeah. more and more people keep going there because more and more of us go there and talk about it. Um, but it's, it's so like, while everyone's there, I'm always trying to think of ways to, to just keep giving value to everyone and, and bringing people together. I mean, now it's to the point where there's so many meetups. Like it, it's almost, like I said, this lot, not the year that just passed but the year before I was saying this to a couple of influencers. I'm like, you know, I almost feel like we're spreading people out too far now. Like we're mm. getting carried away. Like everyone's got a booth meetup here, there, yeah. and everywhere. And you just can't even keep up. You don't ever know where to even go. You have to pick and choose who you want to see. And that's yeah, yeah. why the rally, the J, you know the GIE rally, the uh, the uh, the meetup that's evolved to the GIE rally has is like that one place everyone knows. You know if you're gonna if you're gonna be here one day, at least be Thursday and come to the Mega Caverns Thursday night after you go to the expo. Or even if you don't even do that, if you're like some people are only a couple hours away and they just want to drive in and drive out, just come to the rally and hang out with whoever you want to hang out with for three hours or two hours or whatever. It's yeah, always yeah. six to nine. So there's that one opportunity for everyone to at least get together but now that's so big it's still hard for people now it's become hard for people to like get around and see everyone they want you end up spending so much time talking to a few people or or getting like us getting pulled away by a bunch of people that want to talk to us and we want to talk to them but just you just end up like there's just not enough time anymore in three hours to get to everyone eat drink and have a good time so it's becoming like a whole separate thing now like fourth street live so that's why i'm like how do we how do we get this organized again? How do we just find another opportunity that's not going to take away from anything else to, mm-hmm. to, to provide value and bring people together, give them and another time, opportunity yeah. to come together.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: And and some people were even saying to me, like, you know, the rally is getting so big just to what I just said, but yeah. to my point, they're like, is, is there like a, it would be really cool if there was like some sort of round table or some sort of like, like nice little, like, Calm, like you know, quiet, like get together mm. where we could just like talk to some of the big influencers and ask some questions. And I was just like, hmm, you know, <laughs> I just started thinking about that, and I, I thought about the YouTube live panels that they always have at their yeah, yeah. conference that YouTube has with their big, you know, national, you know, their uh, global YouTubers, you know, twenty million, you know, subscriber YouTubers, Casey Neistat's of the world and stuff. They have their own live panel where they every year they pick a different panel of YouTubers that go up on stage and there's a host and there's Q and A and they have a good time for like an hour or so. And, and, uh, and it's for the fans. And and that's, yeah. that's what I wanted on, on a lawn care landscape scale, you know, but I figured since we're not as big as YouTube, you know, maybe we can, and we're not YouTube, maybe we can make it a little bit unique and have like a actual live Q and A, like have the audience ask questions. Like, mm-hmm. a, like, Gary Vee does stuff like that. You yeah, know, and a lot of his things. He'll have people in the audience that give, give the mic to people. and They can ask Gary a question right there, you know, while he's on stage, and he'll answer it. So I wanted something similar to that too. So I was kind of combining a bunch of these things, utilized all of the relationships that I've made over the years, all of the networking that I've done, and just came up with the YouTube live panel. Try to keep it as simple as possible and, and true to the to the cause. And I thought Friday morning, nothing ever happens on Friday. Mm. People kinda of stumble in Friday, you know, late Friday morning after a long Thursday, late night or early morning on Thursday. Yeah. They yeah. kinda of stumble back to the expo, if at all. And then they just kind of go home eventually. You know, everything mm. so attendance goes down on Friday, which is why they shorten the day on Friday now and they expanded oh, okay. Wednesday so that People are coming in earlier and they're leaving earlier, so they figure let's utilize that. Let's just shift the time. So that's Mm -hmm. that's a little backstory about that. Um, So, but I'm like, well, how can I get more people to come on Friday? Right? I can, you know that that could be beneficial to the GIE Expo themselves, and then also provide another networking event. So that's what I did for the live panel. We did it Friday morning, nine a.m. brings people more people back to the expo, gives them an opportunity to to listen and ask questions. And then after we're done, they can wait and hang out and talk to people like it's at the rally, you know, like just shake yeah. their hand, talk to them. And everyone had like a little line, you know, of people waiting to talk to them and taking pictures with them and stuff. And a lot, so many people were like, man, I could have I sat here all, all day and listened to these guys. Yeah. I had to like cut it off for like an hour and a half because mm. it was getting kind of late. And I'm like, I-, I want everyone to go to the expo. Like they're doing this for us. I don't want to just use their location for yeah, us. Yeah. I want it to be a win win for everyone. Yeah. For everybody. So like, all right, get guys, them back on the know, show floor to wrap it up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Make yeah. sure you go, you know, thank you for the GIE for giving us this room and providing some refreshments for you guys and all that. Just head, head out to the showroom and check some things out, go demo some things. It's probably not as busy out there, you know, Whole thing, yeah, yeah. Right, I, I've I've pretty much got it down now at this point from working in yeah. working in corporate, working in corporate for so long, and now being an influencer, I can kind of mingle with both. I know how both minds work. I know how to talk the corporate talk, and I know how to walk the influencer walk. So I think that's also helped me with my leadership that you know abilities to really get things done and help mm-hmm. other people get things done. Whether it's my original idea or helping someone else push someone else's idea forward that's just what I've been focusing on the past couple of yeah. years. And, and yeah, they were blown away at that live panel and they were like, and it was upstairs in like, I guess it was upstairs in a lesser, you know, popular yeah. room. So they're going to, they want to give us a room downstairs, which is like premium, premium ballroom <laughs> yeah, yeah, downstairs and more furniture and nice easily stuff. accessible. Now yeah. Like, yeah, now they're like, now they're thinking of like an actual budget and like, cause you know, it was all experimental. They didn't really know. And, you know, yeah, yeah. we kind of reached the limit where they were like, yeah, we're, you want to do that, you know, you can throw in some money. I was like, yeah, we'll, we're good. Let's just work with what we got now, like projectors and stuff. Let's we'll wait for another time for that. So we'll see how it goes this year. They mm-hmm. were definitely, their mouths were open and they were like, wow, we got to do this again. Cause it was good. like 200, 200, chairs that they put out and it was standing room only. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it was just packed. There yeah. People That's awesome. coming and going and listening to the whole thing. So yeah. it it was a good time. So I have plans for new influencers for a new panel next year. And potentially it'll be downstairs in the ballroom. So that'll be good. It'll be a bigger room, more space, bigger budget. So nicer furniture, maybe some different type of variety of food and stuff. And, um, maybe projecting, you know, projectors, you know, like slideshow, Mm -hmm. like, you know, stuff in the background just to make it look a little bit nicer and and just be more fun and interactive for everybody. So, so that's exciting.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty uh, crazy. Like I remember going to that, like for the, an example, the GIE rally. And like you said, it was like 600 people, two rooms. And I was trying to talk to as many people as I could see and stuff and, and going. And even after that on social media, like Instagram, I'd see pictures, people posting pictures of like posing with, um, uh keith kalfas and i'm like keith was here like you I, didn't never even see- saw- I didn't
2: even, see- you never even saw him
1: <laughs> and it's like i've been looking for him yeah. for like three days because i've interviewed him you know you you feel like you, you know him because yeah. you've spent you know time having a deep discussion with yeah. him and stuff and it's like i didn't even get to see him <laughs> it's just like that's insane he was in the I he know. was he was here yeah. um and then the and then that influence everyone ends the, up in their
2: own corner yeah they end up in their own corner and then you never see them so yeah like,
1: uh. and then and then that panel on friday um somebody had asked me earlier if i could go to one of their booth takeovers and it was at the same time and yeah. i wanted to support them so I, right. I i went to do that but it was at the same time um, right. so i didn't get to go to the panel but then I was yeah. uh, hearing about it after going, Oh man, uh, yeah. it's too bad. Like I don't regret not going because I wanted to, obviously right. support support the person that asked me to go and and help them out and right. stuff. Um, but uh, I was like, oh man, it'd be great if I could have uh, uh, caught that as well. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. uh, it just absolutely awesome. Well, that's to that's see the
2: thing. There's so many. There's so many. There, there's there's so many conflicting things now. That's what I was talking about. You know, yeah, there, yeah. there wasn't anything at the time on Friday when I first when I first got all this, you know, planned and Mm -hmm. it it took a while actually, like there was a lot of like, kind of like red tape or whatever to go through to get all this to actually happen, believe it or not behind the scenes. But when it all finally came together, it kind of came together at the last minute, but Mm -hmm. still, you know, like it was like, I put it out there and everyone started sharing it. And then like some other events popped up on Friday. I'm like, man, that's the scene. And I even talked to some of the people. I'm like, you know, we're doing the panel from nine to 10 and they just kind of like brushed it off like they didn't care. I'm like, that's mm. fine. You you, yeah. do, you do you, I get it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, it's all about trying to not, my whole thing is not to have to have people choose and decide yeah, yeah. like, like we're in, like we're in gym or something and you're the yeah, last
1: yeah,
2: one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like, you know, try, I, I just, I never wanted that, you know, I yeah, want, yeah. just want a variety of opportunities for people and not have them have decide who's their favorite influencer or what's their favorite event but you know it happens there's only so many hours in every day and like i said there's a ton of things going on now and you barely even have time sometimes to even demo the equipment you know and look at stuff because you're so busy networking so you really have to plan your time and and make sure you stay focused while you're there to get the most of it
1: yeah absolutely there's uh it's funny you just said that it's like I think back and it's like there's stuff I didn't even see like I'm seeing pictures on like and it's like I must have walked by that thing like a hundred times and I have didn't even see it there right it's like that's insane (laughs) it's you're so busy and talking to people and and things and and being my first year I was in like a, a I was dazed and confused walking around I was just like over sensory overload. There's just so much to look at right. and see. I was yeah. like, and everybody would would be like coming up to me and they're like, first time. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. And they're like, it, it's always <laughs> you can like that. See it on your yeah. Eyes. yeah, you yeah. Have the glaze. yeah. Like, like the zombie look. They're like it's always it's always like that the first year. Yeah. Next year you'll have already focused yeah. on what you want and what you want. <laughs> they're like, that's yeah. always I, yeah. I went outside yeah. for like an hour. That was it. And I was like, I can't handle this. Like this is way too much for me. The, all the noise and the machines and just too much going on. And, and you look at a brand and you'd see the flag like five miles away. And it's like, I'm not walking five miles <laughs> over yeah. there. Like, I'm i going back inside. <laughs> it's easier to, easier to handle yeah, inside. Yeah. Um, so over the last uh, we'll, we'll couple of Think about of, it from an influencer
2: okay. perspective. Oh, yeah. no, I was going to say, I think of from an influencer perspective, like like some of the really big, you know, like Brian's Law Maintenance, there's no hope for him ever reaching that flag. So no, he doesn't no, no, even no. attempt, you know? like, <laughs> no. it's like I'm just going to stay in one spot. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. That's another reason why people are like, hey, I'm going to be at this booth for a couple hours. Come see me. It saves me from walk trying to walk and stop. Yeah, every, yeah. You know, like every few. Oh, or yeah. Something. So, Insanity. It's like a whole another whole yeah, other yeah. perspective. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. great.
1: I ran into Brian there a couple of times, and then uh, on the last day, he was starting to catch up with getting to booths that he wanted to see, and he yeah. and he asked me, Hey, do you know? Like he, yeah, he's like, do you know where this booth is? And I said, Yeah, it's it's over there. And I was like, trying to explain to it, it was in the other uh, part of the building where it kind of turns and stuff. And I said, you know what? I'll just walk you there because it, it'll be easier to be just walking there. Right. Right? In the Did time that escort? we in the time that we walked, he must have got stopped like thirty times. It was insanity and having to stop. Right? And and he's such a nice guy because every time somebody would come up to him and talk to him, he'd be like, "Oh yeah," and then he'd be like, "Oh yeah," and you know, Julio from Lawn Care Business Success, and they'd be like. Yeah, 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 uh, and then <laughs> and then they like they'd like brush me off and be like, and I would be like, don't worry about it, like just. <laughs> you, you, you talk to your legions of fans. I think he was fan. saying
2: that honestly. So I think he was saying that so he could like inches way forward. Yeah, later yeah, later.
1: yeah. You know, Julio, right? Yeah, yeah, he'd like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and
2: make it to another booth, and then you'd yeah, catch yeah. up with him there, and you know, like, <laughs>
1: it was so funny, oh. uh, but yeah, insanity. Like it's like you said, he he, he has no hope to to get to those yeah, flags yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, over the uh, past few years on your uh, YouTube channel, um, you've been doing a series called Get to Know the Pro. Uh, And this is a very uh, unique uh, series because uh, you're actually flying out to people and their locations where they actually do business and do work and live life. And you're doing these videos from that perspective which is very very unique so how did you come up with that idea uh and and just sort of have the uh, tenacity to sort of like just say (laughs) i'm gonna go do it and and because it's obviously costing you money to buy airline tickets and and things like that to to go and do it so uh, what made you sort of take that big of a step because not only did you uh do it, but you've committed to it. Like you keep right. continually uh, doing it. So uh, right. maybe talk about uh, a bit about that.
2: Well, honestly, like it's, it's if, if you've done, if you've read, if you listen to a lot of different podcasts of entrepreneur business, stuff like that, if you've read any kind of books like that, if you, if you've seen, if you've been in that realm, you kind of hear a lot of talk about once you realize something is possible, it's like a switch mm-hmm. and, and you know, it's like a mindset switch. And now all of a sudden you're just kind of like unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Like now you're like, well, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. You know? So like, it so after the GIE wrap, like when I was able to, you know, take the meetup at pleasure, rich pizza and grow it to, And I wasn't trying to grow it. I was just trying to have a location big enough to hold the natural growth of the community that we couldn't fit anymore at a restaurant. So once I was able to kind of successfully shift it to a bigger location, have all of my haters, which I had a few because they were like, oh, this is just an echo event and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, they're just the number one sponsor with these additional sponsors so that you can eat for free. Otherwise, at Pleasure Rich Pizza, you had to buy your own pizza, which you might prefer that, but we can't do that anymore. So now that you're in a cavern with us. Now you have food. You don't have to worry about starving. You can buy your drinks if you want, you know, and, and we all get to hang out and you get to go on this crazy ropes course with zip lines and stuff for free. Also, Mm it's just a whole nother level. So like I was able to win those people over because they were like, wow, this really is just like you said, like it's just like it's been, but bigger. And how can I even say better? But it is after that successful transition, like I, I, and, and sponsors being involved and all that, I really just got pumped and motivated to just do anything that like any creative thing that came to my mind that I felt would benefit the community. And I, I don't really remember the whole backstory as to how how the idea popped into my head. I know like I, had, I was talking to a brand, um, someone at a brand that no longer even works there anymore uh, a while, a long time ago. And this brand still hasn't gotten on the bandwagon with anything really social media wise. I mean, they just have dabbled in it but they, they were like talking about like you know oh like maybe we can work together maybe you can like write a blog or something or maybe you can interview some of the pros you know some of the, the contractors you know and um, and you know you could and, and they called it some other weird thing you know like you know um, you know interviewing the, the professionals professional contractors or something you know and, and, and make a blog about it and i'm like what well we're like timeout. we're like way off here there's no no blogs no writing it's all about video video audio like video podcasts like that's where you know and back then there wasn't even that many podcasts like your podcast was there but there's no paul jameson and all mm-hmm. and everyone else that's that's doing podcasts it's really just like you and, and stanley at the time yep. the genetic yet his podcast yep. still and that was about it but so it was all about YouTube YouTube and some podcasts I'm like that that's where it's at we got to do that but they were just all like shook about the whole thing and nothing ever really happened but that I think kind of manifested in the back of my mind too like that's kind of a cool idea like I didn't want to interview anyone and like write like a, I'm not like a, a, news, a magazine editor yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to do that but I'm like you know that would be cool if I could actually interview people like in person we've done stuff like this, right? Like, you know, you're doing this because it's, it's obviously easier not everyone can uh, uh, afford time wise as well as financially to go travel all over the Mm -hmm. place to to have an interview like this face to face. And when it's just something like this, it's perfectly fine like this, but I wanted to change the whole game. Like I wanted to try something completely new and different. Everything new that I do is like, either completely original or like something like a better version of something else, you know, like, mm. like Steve jobs, like make Apple better. He didn't create yeah. Apple. He just yeah. made it better. Changed yeah. So I was just trying to like do something like that. And I'm like, that would be really awesome. If I went and like a day in a life with, B&B Lawn Care or a day in life with whoever. And then the other thing was over the years, a lot of people would tell me their own story. Like I said, those two guys that came up to me at the first GIE, you know, told me a whole lot of stuff and thanked me for all my content. And all the years after that, I would have similar stories from people telling me their story of how they started their business and so on. And I'm like, man, that's a really awesome story. But they never tell that story to anyone else because they're not on YouTube or they just have a really small following, like less than a thousand subscribers or something, you know, or they're not even on YouTube at all. And you know, and so so that there's, I'm like, I'm always talking about my story and everything. And and then there's the guys on YouTube that share parts of their story and all that. But I'm like, there's other guys in the mix of the community that have great stories to tell as Mm -hmm. well. And I want to tell their story. So that was like really like the, the ultimate goal was to find Find, you know, the guys our, our neighborhood lawn care providers that just they're not really in social media all that much other than following us maybe, but they're not putting their story out there. But they have an inspirational story to tell. So I kind of blended all that together. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go see some some YouTubers and I'm also, you know, if they're in the same town or not, regardless, I'm gonna talk to these other guys. Like there's a lot of the guys locally I talk to, they're not really big on YouTube or on YouTube at all. Um And they have great stories to tell and then, you know, everything in between. So I mixed it in with the YouTubers and the people that were not as known as well. And I just wanted to share their stories, spend the day with them, do whatever they do, a day in the life in their shoes, obviously show off their equipment, talk about their setup and and just just tell a good story in, in hopes to inspire someone watching it in the community to either maybe start because a lot of people that watch probably are still doing this part-time or they or they don't do it at all and they just want to do it and they're like man Mm -hmm. that would be awesome if I started my own company but they're scared or they just have a lot of questions and they might see something in one of these videos or someone says something in a video and it just triggers them and and it helps get them to that next level so I just really want to create original inspirational content for, you know, for the community, something that they could take away after watching each video, some sort of value that could help them in their life and or their business. And then it was just an easy transition. I mean, I say easy, but obviously not for everyone. It's kind of intimidating, but because I was already in that mindset, I just went to echo. and was like, Hey, and I went to and so I went, went to a couple mm-hmm. of different brands and I was like, you want to sponsor this series? This is my idea. Gave him the whole pitch. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm literally going to travel to these people. You know, like I'm literally going to go see Top Notch Lung Care. And we're going to play golf or go fishing. And we're going to talk about, you know, how often do you play golf? You know, like mm-hmm. hardly ever because you're grinding all day, every day, yeah, like, yeah. real life stuff, you know, yeah. like to bring that to the community and and, and and also find things about them that maybe they don't talk about on, on their, mm-hmm. You know, like things to share that would val- that be valuable for for their community, for their audience and yeah, yeah. mine, just a community as a whole that maybe they haven't talked about on their channel or it's been a while or whatever. So I really just dig in with everyone. And, and, and it's really, it was really fun because I would see people comment on their video or, or like comment on my video. I mean, uh, either about like, uh, you know, man, I forgot all about, I, I forgot all about, you know, that thing that I forgot Brian did that, you know, or, mm-hmm. or I didn't even know, you know, top notch did that or whatever, you know, they. They would either be his followers coming over to watch watch my video and they would say that or they were just all of our followers and stuff. But it was just cool to have that interaction and bring people to, just yet again, another way to bring people together. So yeah. Echo was the one that, you know, jumped on the on, on the, the opportunity again. And I had started making a few episodes locally, um, you know, for free, right? Because it was, yeah. five, you know, 20 minutes, you know, on the other side of town or whatever, yeah. my thing. And I was, was making these videos and that was helping me kind of get... Into a little rhythm, kind of figure out what my format was going to be, and kind mm-hmm. of go from there, and then they just went ahead and like sponsored like from from episode five all the way on. They wanted two episodes a month, they want a whole season worth of of this show, get to know the mm-hmm. pro and it kind of became like a a mutual partnership. you know I had all creative rights and and ideas and everything, but you know we always had conference calls and shared it, and I told them all the guests and we talked about different things, like upcoming guests. So we talked yeah. about different things and where I was going and all that. But so they paid for all of that. So I didn't mm-hmm. pay a dime. So okay. it was a sponsored series. So I didn't have to, because I didn't, that, that's why I went to them because or that's why I went to to different companies because I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to, I couldn't pay for that. You know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking that for my family. It's a great idea, but I don't want to tap into my family's budget, you know? And, and to be honest, yeah. I was putting in the time, putting in the, time and the effort, filming, editing, all that, and I have a following, I should be compensated for that. In in addition to the fact that I don't want to take money out of my my family's pocket. So that's why, you know, just like with the rally, I went ahead and I talked to the different brands and and Echo went went with it and they sponsored the whole first series. And um, I was able to, you know, make some money off of it and upgrade my equipment so that I could have a, a much higher quality video Um, every time I did a new episode so like about halfway through the series you could see the transition kind of go to like where where like the peak of it and then the whole last second half of the season uh, was was you know all good quality high quality same type of episodes and and that was that and then we kind of had a little transition here and people were always asking me like are you gonna do a season two you can do a season two and I was so busy last year that I never really like I never really tackled it like so it kind of like ended towards towards like towards the beginning of the year and I I never Mm -hmm. did anything for 2019 to 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 make any more episodes because I just just had so much going on my business was growing I was planning on growing my lawn care business so I just didn't do anything but but leading up to 2020 I was like you know I want to do a season two everyone's been Mm -hmm. asking for and honestly I Asking for it, like I want to. I want to meet with certain people. That one, I didn't get to meet with in the first because there's so many people, right? There's only so much time to to make videos with all these guys. There's a lot of great people out there, and uh, so there's one. There's people I still didn't get to, and two, there's some of those people I really want to learn from them. Like I want to learn from them. Like these big businesses, multi crews. Like, how did you get to that point? How did you go from solo to to this multi million dollar company? I want to know, and then share that with all you guys, so that you can know if you want to learn, yeah, yeah. if you want to start, if you're starting your business, and you want to get to that point, or you're already in business and you want to get to that point. So, season two is focusing on, um, you know, that that kind of guest, you know, we're, we're the people that started from from like solo or nothing, and then grew to a multi million dollar company, and kind of talk about that transition and see what that looks like a day in that life, uh, you know, a, a day in, in their life, looking yeah. like that. So. So I've already filmed a bunch of episodes um, and and I kind of split up the sponsorship. I was trying to find other, just like with the rally, I try to spread it out and get multiple brands that are, you know, like Echo was going to pay for the whole rally. They're like, Oh, we'll just sponsor the whole thing. I was like, I appreciate that, but I like involving other brands too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, it's just, it's just better for the community. You know, there's more people involved. So, so that's why Echo was the number one sponsor and I, and I had secondary sponsors for the rally to get to know the pro I decided to pursue some other brands mm-hmm. to see who else wanted to maybe you know be included in get this on by, great yeah. series yeah so the first three episodes are going to be sponsored by jobber and then you know there's going to be other sponsors you know yeah. from there the plan awesome. is to get to around 10 episodes I have 10 good guests and episode episodes in mind that I would like to do I have three so far so we'll see how
3: far yeah, awesome. we go
2: but if I get if I get and do one a month, and that for the schedule. And then I think it was to provide great content for everyone for season two. So, yeah,
1: awesome. You look out for yeah. that. The, the sponsors uh, definitely uh, make it easier. Otherwise, you'd be uh, having to go to your daughter and saying, Sorry, kid, no uh, Virginia Tech for you this year. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, going to get to know, know the pro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you can get to know how to save some money, you know, like, yeah, <laughs>
1: you, know. <laughs> you can get well, to know how know, to get I, a job first. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And also, I mean, there's a, there's local people that, that I, that I have interviewed before and and, and uh, I went to North Carolina to interview some more people for season two and that's relatively inexpensive, but <laughs> it's still, uh, limited meaning there's only so many people local like there's other people like i went to i just got back from texas uh yesterday um, last night i got in like midnight last night in, uh-huh. in richmond virginia and drove home and was like dead tired and went to sleep but i got to spend some time with marvin and salcedo in texas okay uh, with salcedo lawns and he's a million dollar company and he's had multiple companies and uh he had a whole He had a great story to to tell and I've known him a little bit off and on over the years through social Mm -hmm. media, but I never, I never got to hang out with him. You know, I see him at the and stuff like that. You know, we've met each other plenty of times, but never got to hang out with him and really hear his story and share it, you know, in, in, in my way on YouTube. I know Paul Jamison interviewed him recently and did a podcast and that was really good. He shared a lot of the same kind of information um, on, on my video, but it's, it's, it's different, right? Because we're actually seeing it. And we're showing his setup and his cruise and the whole daily routine and stuff. And it was just a really good, good, good time. And I was able to pick his brain and and learn stuff for myself, hopefully share, share that. But so I I couldn't go to Texas, you know, for free, right? You know, I would would have to have someone pay for that. I wasn't going to save up, you know, a thousand bucks or whatever of Mm -hmm. my family's money so that I can fly out to Texas, get a hotel, you know, and a rental car and spend the day with, yeah. you know, with Marvin and then come back and he's not going to pay for it either. So I'm like, you know, it's a win-win. Like we could advertise a brand that's known in the community and give this great content to the community yeah. in return. It's, it's just a yeah. win-win. It's not yeah, like we're trying definitely. to like get rich and famous or something. Yeah. We're just trying yeah. to spread the message and, and grow our reach. So
1: yeah no definitely it's so uh having that perspective and, and just listening to guys you know having peers is so important and and taking lessons from them and being able to see them sort of in their own environment can be a whole new level to that you talked about how you know you hear like podcasts and stuff about uh, entrepreneurs and they talk about you know that sort of those self-limiting beliefs and once they sort of get past that that it like opens up this whole new you know world of what's possible and and even like i talk about that all the time um how you know you'll when you're starting a lawn care business what you think sort of seems the impossible you'll sort of get into it and then it kind of you get to that level and then you're like oh like that wasn't too bad and it kind of opens it and even like um in other parts uh, just being surrounded by people uh, in the lawn care community on social media um in fact i was talking, texting. Uh, uh, Paul Jamison this morning, and we, you know, uh, we're always nerding out on podcasts and and talking about, you know, the the, the you know making them and recording them and and talking to spot, potential sponsors and things like that. And it's funny because I've been doing this for five years. Uh, this is my fifth year doing these weekly podcasts, and, and Paul started last year, and his fresh new perspective on things that I would have thought myself or like that's not possible, like you can't do that. But it's it, it was in my it was in my head, thinking that and and it's funny. I right. texted him this morning, and I literally said after our conversation, I said, "Thanks, dude. I'm learning so much from you, just in terms of self limiting beliefs in what I thought was possible, um, just because of what he's done in the back end on with his podcast on stuff, um, and it's just right. stuff that in my own head I was thinking." like you can't do that like it that's not that's never gonna work sort of thing right and he's showing you know and he's talking to me about certain things and i'm like really like you've had no pushback from that sort of thing i'm like well well, why don't i do that then right (laughs) what's holding me back from that right and then once it that sort of it was literally like a light bulb went off and now i'm like like all these other things now have like inspired all these other ideas that are like holy smokes, like I could do this and this and this. And it's, it's just insane when you're like, you know, you get inspired from listening to people's stories and, and coming at it from a a perspective with sort of checking your ego at the door and going, you know, just, I can learn from everybody that you're, you listen to, whether it's lawn care business or social media or, or whatever it is, right? Everybody's got a different perspective uh, on it.
2: Right um yeah, so the, the the hardest thing is to be the first person to do it that's the yeah. hardest thing to, to be the first one to be like hey let's try this and see what happens you know but then it's it doesn't necessarily make it e- any easier for the next person because they're still yeah, yeah. like well you know you're still psyching yourself out well they did it but that doesn't mean well what if, what if it was just one person that could do it and you just still find a way to psych yourself out so it's okay. definitely challenging and, and paul Paul has spent some time with me too. You know, like we talk a lot we we become good friends and I, maybe I kind of leaked off on him a little bit there, you know, <laughs> because he sees all the stuff that I do and he's just like, man, I need to, and I'm always like, Paul, you're, you've been on radio, you have like a, a, a skill, you know, like you, you yeah, really yeah. have a unique talent with, with, with radio and hosting and I think you should really, he just randomly said he wanted to start a podcast. And I'm like, that's a great idea. And one mm-hmm. goes, well, you should really pursue that. It took a little while, but now yeah. he's killing it, man. He's yeah, yeah. after it. So,
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing, like, uh, that influence. Just what you think um, in, in terms, I remember when I first interviewed you, uh, you talked on that episode three years ago about just starting to try to pursue a brand. I think it was Toro that you were talking about, (laughs) and it was a struggle. It was like, and they were, you know, it was like pulling teeth or something, right? And you almost, you almost gave up, and you decided to try again, and that's when it clicked, and and it worked. And I remember hearing from uh, John Ryan. Uh, who you referred to earlier. And uh, he said to me after that podcast episode, he said, that was an awesome episode. You know, I heard him talking about that and I had been doing the same thing here in Ireland, trying to reach out. And it's been such a, you know, struggle and I had given up on it and was like, you know, it's not going to thing. And then I heard that, you know, with his story that he pursued them again, decided to, you know, give it one more kick at the, And that's when it worked. And he says, so that gave me the courage to write one more email. And he said, and they came yeah. back and said, yes. And he says, well, like, I got, you know, <laughs> so he says it was like, awesome. and now you think about what he's done with lawn care legends, Facebook group yeah. and, and that, yeah. all that stuff, I you know. could trickle down, you like you could trickle that down to that interview one decision of that decision of him getting the inspiration from what you said right that would have never led to any of that stuff Uh, because so it's so important to be open-minded and listen to things like podcasts and watch the youtube videos of these other mentors and peers around you in the same industry it could be that one idea that somebody's doing in their lawn care business that's that you're stuck on that you can't figure out that you may just hear and be right. like, that's it. Like, that's, that's the thing that, uh, you know, that could change the, right. uh, the whole thing around. Um, so yeah, yeah it's, it's so sure. powerful, so powerful. Um, so we're running a, a, mm-hmm. a bit long here. I want to get to some, lawn care questions um so okay. uh, we're going to do these like uh rapid uh sort of uh, rapid fire yeah <laughs> rapid fire style these are the new questions that i've added to the podcast uh, in the last year or so so uh just uh, try okay. to get or do your best through them here so um okay if if you were to start your lawn care business all over again what is one thing that you would do differently i'm putting you on nothing. the spot nothing <laughs>
2: Nothing. I wouldn't do anything differently because I mean, my wife even said one time, like early on, she was like, I bet you would have, I don't know what it was, but she was like, I bet you wish that you could have had $30,000 or something to start yeah. off. I was like, actually, no, because I hadn't, I wouldn't spend it properly. I would have had yeah. no idea what, what to spend it on, what services I wanted. I would have been, it would have been uneducated. Would you know, it would have been more of a waste. So I'm glad that, you know, I would, I had to go through the steps that I had to go through. To then, you know, to know what, because you don't know what you don't know. You have to go yeah, through yeah. certain things, you know. Yeah, 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 we can shorten the learning curve, you know, with all of us talking and, and, and helping each other. But at the end of the day, you still have to cut the grass. You still have to do this, that, and the other thing to a certain extent in your own way to get to the next level. Like, oh, I really, this is really what I need. You know, I need this. Or I don't need that. You know, you don't know that from out of yeah, yeah. nowhere or watching somebody else's setup and thinking that it's the same thing. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm a huge believer in everything happens for a reason. And mm-hmm. whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, you wouldn't be where you are today if all those crazy things, good or bad, didn't happen. So I wouldn't change a thing. I would do exactly okay. the same thing, as painful as yeah. some of those experiences yeah, yeah. were. It, it helped me get to where I am now. Yeah,
1: so. yeah that's a great answer. And that's actually uh, something that's uh, I think Steve Jobs said in a famous um, commencement speech once where he said uh, you go through life through these uh, certain things and only uh, and you don't know where they're going to lead or, or how they're going to affect you. But later in life, can you uh, look back and connect the dots and see how all those decisions and, right. and things led to your success or where you were uh, right now. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, what do you think is one hidden pitfall with running a lawn care business that you see that prevents people from succeeding?
2: Um, being afraid to invest in the right things in their business. Okay. People are afraid. Yeah. People are afraid to spend money on certain, like, you know, yes, you don't want to be in debt, you know, and then you don't. Uh, But but at the same time, you don't want to not ever spend any money because you you won't be able to progress to a certain level if you don't Mm -hmm. spend money on certain things, pay employees a little bit more, get better equipment, whatever the scenario is so that you can just progress your business to the next level. I think a lot of people are just scared to spend money and rightfully so. You don't want to go in debt, but you just need to be smart and strategic about it. So whether you need to partner with somebody else, like an accountant or your spouse or a financial advisor or something. Or, 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 or you just figure it out yourself, either way you have to get past that, those fears and you have to figure out what, what's the right, when's the right time to spend money on what, you know, so you can move forward. Okay. People, um, people get stuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is your biggest frustration uh, about running a lawn care business? Employees. That's okay.
2: probably everyone's frustration.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one that seems <laughs> you know, to be like, uh, coming up a lot.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, right now labor is really hard. So it's probably the hardest it's been in a while because the economy is so good, uh, which means unemployment is so low, which is good except for when you're trying to find employees. So you're scraping the bottom of the barrel and you have to pay these people even more and they're not necessarily the, the best employees that you could ever get, but you have to kind of pay them like they're the best employees just to keep them from going to the next guy for another dollar more an hour or something. So it's it's really competitive and really hard to find and then keep good, good help, good labor, a good team, whether you're just looking mm-hmm. for someone to shovel some mulch or you're looking for someone to run your crew it's hard to find both of those people right now. So it it becomes stressful when you're trying to grow or just maintain what you've already built. So Mm -hmm. I've known a lot of people that have downsized to go to solo because they're just, you're just over it. Um, And I know companies that have gone into business or I've heard of companies that have gone to like big companies that have gone into business because they just don't want to play the game anymore and deal Mm -hmm. with the, the labor, the labor issues. So for me, I've also struggled to find good people um, but okay. you know, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's the way it's the part of the, part of the game, you know, you have to kind of gut through it. And I just constantly try to make changes, adjustments and evolve so that I could keep growing my business and not let that be a bottleneck. Like, man, if I could just find the right amount of good people, I could grow my business to the next, to the next level. Not that I'm trying to be a, a huge million dollar company overnight, but I I can't, I can, there's only so many hours in the day that I can do certain things, you know, I'm hitting that mm-hmm. wall. It's like, you need certain people to push past that wall. And then another, you know, you just keep going that way, depending on what your total goals are. So it's, it's frustrating, you know, finding employees, you know, like right now, it's really, really challenging because it it, it kind of holds you back in a lot of ways. So you got to really push through it and get creative. Uh, I have a couple of part-timers right now that I kept on over the winter. So we're doing good so far. Hopefully okay. we'll start the spring season on a good note where last year I started with nobody and I was like trying to find, it was just like a mess. But so we kind of went through that. and uh, But I still am always on the lookout for, okay. for good, good, talented people want someone to leave or get a better opportunity or whatever the deal is. They just can't take it anymore. So uh, I'm, you just got to focus on, on it though. You can't just complain and be upset about it and say, this is like, you know, one of those things that sucks about lawn care. Yeah. But how do you overcome that? What do you do? Yeah. You know, like you got to do something. And if that doesn't work, do something else. And you just keep doing that. Otherwise you're just going to be stuck and be miserable and your company's not going to grow.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a great, uh, great point though. I think uh, Jim Rohn has a, a famous uh, thing that he always says about, uh, you know, it, it with in life, it's not so much what happens to you because things happen to everybody. It's more about what are you gonna, what do you do about it when those when those things happen? You're not special in terms of um, you know bad things happening to you because bad things happen to everybody. Uh, it's just how do you overcome that? How do you uh, get around that? Um, what is one resource that you use the most in building your lawn care business?
2: Uh, social media.
1: Okay. So just like so, advertising, so, so Facebook or just,
2: just, a um, I, I guess specifically it would be networking and social okay. media. I mean, I do use social media for marketing and stuff, but not a whole lot, like only until okay. recently have I been doing that for years. I just kind of did the whole word of mouth thing and I was just trying to do the whole slow growth thing. Cause I was solo and just trying to really yeah, yeah. build my business from from within so that I could get to the point where when I when when I get employees and I and I want to grow in a market I can handle it and not be mm-hmm. all like overwhelmed like I don't know how to do all this stuff or whatever get everything structured first so I didn't really do a whole lot of marketing until recently but all these years without me marketing I still was on social media right putting out content and consuming content and networking with all you guys and learning stuff from you guys and hopefully sharing stuff that helps other people learn from my mistakes and and, and successes and stuff. So that's really helped me grow tremendously as a, not only as a person too, but uh, as, as in a business, because I'm like, Oh wow, that's a good idea. Or Ooh, yeah, he has that same, even just if it's like, man, there's a lot of people struggling with the same thing. I don't feel so bad. You know, we can kind of get through this together. You know, Uh, even if there isn't a, a solution necessarily, it's so good, you know, to kind of know that you're not alone um but yep. i have gotten a lot of solutions and a lot of tips along the way too so
1: okay um what is one thing that people don't realize about running a lawn care business
2: that you do a lot of running <laughs> 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 you just you're all over the place you know like even i mean you really have to like figure it out you know like you you're usually working in the business all the time but even when mm-hmm. you get to the point of working on the business there's still Things it could be all sudden overnight, and you're back in the business for some reason. So it really takes a lot of a lot of uh, coordination, a lot of thought, planning, a lot of uh, reacting, and just management as a whole, leadership. So I, I, I think people underestimate. Oh, you're just cutting grass. Like oh, how hard is that? Well, you mm-hmm. try cutting grass all day every day, or all day for five days in 90 to 100 degree weather, and see how easy that is. You know. Even one of my guys, you know, he's a high school kid, and his friends are like, "Oh, how, how hard can that be?" And he's like, "Really? You have no idea. You, you try. Like it's yeah, not yeah. rocket science, but it's yeah, yeah. physically exhausting and demanding. Yeah, yeah. You, you're just like wiped at the end of the day. So I don't think people realize that. They just think you're just mowing lawns, and I could do that. That's especially if you're on a zero turn, you know, or, or stand yeah, yeah. on. How hard is that? But you got to walk around and trim and edge everything and blur everything off. So that still takes time. And even when you're mm-hmm. sitting or standing on a machine, you're still sweating in the sun, you know, yeah, and yeah. sometimes your knees or your back. Yeah.
1: yeah. Still lots of issues. The yeah.
2: And yeah. So, I mean, it, it's not, it's not like a, it's not cake. It's not a cake yeah, yeah. by any means. Yeah. If you do anything besides mowing lawns it's a whole another level there yeah. like mulch and yeah, pruning yeah. and all that now you're really getting into labor so yeah, people yeah. just really underestimate the actual physical work involved
1: yeah um This next question is one that I asked you originally three years ago. Um, It's usually the one that I uh, end uh, the podcast on. It's uh, share your best piece of advice with those just starting out in the business. And I want you to come from this at a point of view that this is uh, somebody that you know and like, and you only want to see the best uh, for. So they come up to you. Uh, Maybe it's a... son of a friend or something like that. And they say, Hey, Naylor, I'm thinking about starting a lawn care business. What can you tell me?
2: Figure out what you want to do with your business and do it, make a plan and do it. Don't deviate from that plan. Don't get distracted by everybody else with their plan. Just focus on your plan. Like one of Will Smith's, one of my favorite Will Smith quotes, there's no reason for plan B because plan B just distracts from plan A. Mm -hmm. So. Just That's have so a plan, cool. have a plan A, and just do it. You know, yeah. just execute it. But like that plan needs to be specific too. Like you know, don't be the jack of all trades, master of none. Like in this industry, it really pays off to kind of master a couple of different things. Like you know, we all know mowing's pretty easy to get into. You know, there's mm-hmm. no, you know, it's not like uh, you don't need licenses like fertilizing and stuff like that. Like you just get a mower and mow some lawns and 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 go that way. But you know, is that all you're going to do or are you going to do everything or are you going to focus on, you know, a couple of things, stuff like Mm -hmm. that, like, you know, like niches, right? Like we've talked about niches or specializing in things. It's a lot easier to do that when you first start out because then you don't have your hands in too many things and you can really figure out your numbers, how much money and time, how much money you're making and how much time you're spending, which that all affects those two things uh, that affects how much money you're making. So just focus on that because we all start off doing everything and we hopefully quickly realize we can't do that anymore because Mm -hmm. it's just like one, we might not like some of this stuff. Like it's too physically demanding or we don't just don't enjoy it. So do what you enjoy and make sure you can make a good living doing it. If that's everything, then be everything, but you should probably Mm -hmm. start one thing at a time and, and master that and then grow from there. It's not easier to add stuff on as you become a specialist in one thing or another than it is to try and be a specialist in everything all at once. So, okay. focus awesome. on that. Come up with a plan A and just go for it.
1: Yeah, awesome. Uh, so, how can uh, people uh, follow you online and um, follow LCR Media and you know the whole GIE uh, and all that stuff and what's going on with that?
2: Well, I'm um, I'm every. Anywhere, anywhere on social media, Lawn Care Rookie or LCR, either one will work. You know, the, mm-hmm. on Instagram, I have two accounts: Lawn Care Rookie and LCR Media, and the same thing with Facebook, just so they can be separate and I can see the analytics and stuff. You know, see yeah, who's yeah. clicking on what and what does better than others, stuff like that. Um, but but also can be separated. Separated. I can talk more about lawn care in my personal life on Lawn Care Rookie, and just focus really on. Kind of business stuff like uh, social media, networking events, YouTube original stuff like Get to Know the Pro or whatever, all on LCR Media. So um, you can either find me on Long Care Rookie or LCR Media, everywhere. Uh, YouTube, it's just Long Care Rookie or LCR. So, um, and as okay. far as the GIE on Facebook, there's a group. Road to the GIE. So, and the year changes. Right now, it's Road to the Twenty Twenty GIE. You
1: know. Okay. Um, so. Awesome. You
2: can look that up and you'll find it and go on there.
1: Awesome. So uh, thanks again for taking time. We'll have to uh, have you back on uh, maybe later on in the year as the GIE gets closer and sort of uh, get people uh, some updates on uh, what's new, because I'm sure it's just going to get even bigger and better and uh, stuff. Uh, But yeah, thanks for coming on again and uh, being a repeat guest. Uh, Really enjoyed our time.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: So there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. Another fantastic interview episode with Naylor Taliaferro, aka the Lawn Care Rookie. I know you guys got a ton of value out of that. I want to thank Naylor uh, once again for coming onto the podcast and giving up, uh, you know, so much of his time uh, to, uh, you know, come and share uh, his story and share uh, his message. Also want to thank uh, Naylor for, uh, you know, just uh, stepping up and being a community uh, leader and uh, helping to organize a lot of those are great events, you know, um, over the years, as you can see, uh, if you're watching YouTube, you're following along with things like the GIE, the GIE rally. Um, he had that, um, uh, you know, social media influencer panel this year that, uh, he headed up, uh, you know, you can just see it's some of the most talked about, uh, events around, uh, GIE, uh, in this community and what people look forward to, uh, the most. So, uh, just absolutely awesome, uh, what he's done. Uh, and uh, giving uh, back to the community. So thank you very much uh, to Naylor for uh, everything that he's done. Um, Also, I'll leave uh, links to uh, Naylor's YouTube channel as well as his Instagram. So make sure you guys uh, head on over to uh, YouTube, uh, hit that subscribe button, go to Instagram, make sure you follow him and uh you know uh, and check out that uh, that Facebook uh, page as well Road to the GIE so that you can uh, you know become uh, you know uh, fully versed on uh, you know what's happening uh, with all of those events uh, should you uh, choose to uh, come and participate and uh, you know uh, join the community in those events. So uh that's it uh, for this week, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.